Okay, so we commenced yesterday a uh, discussion on uh, the ruh. Let me just uh, quickly recap what I what I discussed yesterday. So it's ruku number ten, verse eighty-five, where Allah Tabaraka wa Taala mentions, "وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الرُّوحِ كُلِّ الرُّوحِ مِنْ أَمْرِ رَبِّي وَمَا أُوتِيتُمْ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا." They ask you about the spirit. Say the spirit is by the order of my sustainer, and you have been granted very little knowledge. So. I explained yesterday that the word ruh in the Arabic language and, and in, in terms of the Quran as well has been used to refer to different things. The word ruh has been used to refer to Jibril alayhi salam, ruh al-Qudus, uh, to Isa alayhi salam, ruham min amrina, and uh, to the ruh meaning the soul of, uh, of, of a human. And here it's used in the context of the soul of a human. And then I also explained that uh, there were two narrations that you look at in terms of the, the, the reason for the revelation of this verse. One is a Madani incident, an incident that took place in Medina Munawwara when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was walking, Abdullah ibn Masood was with, they came past a group of Jews who asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam about the Ruh. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam leaned, he leaned on uh, the, the stick and uh, he then uh, recited this verse to them. And then the other is that in Makkah, the Meccans wanted to, to trip up Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam so they consulted with the Jews of Medina who were more learned, were people of the scripture. And they said, ask him three questions. If he answers all three, he's not a Nabi. If he can't answer any of the three, he's not a Nabi. But if he answers two and he doesn't answer the third, then he's a Nabi. He, uh, then, then if he answers two and he doesn't answer the third, that's a sign of his, of his authenticity as a prophet. So what were the questions? The one was about the youth who slept in the cave. That Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi answered in detail in Surah Kaf. Many he answered via the revelation that came to him. The second was about Dhul Qarnayn, the man who traveled from the east to the west. That also is um, answered in some degree of detail uh, towards the end of Surah Al Kaf. And the third was about the Ruh. And here the only answer is uh, min amri Rabbi. The spirit is by the order of my sustainer. Wama min al And you've been granted very little knowledge. So this is what we discussed yesterday. Now a little bit more about the ruh. You know, these entire books have been have been written. Uh, I think it's Ibn Al Qayyim rahimahullah who has written a book, Ar Ruh. But in the end, the the reality is this: that uh, we we don't know much. Uh, we know very we know very little. So. What we do know, some of what we do know, according to one hadith uh, in Bukhari, all the arwah, all the souls are gathered uh, or were gathered initially at a place called alam arwah and they recognized each other. And Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala says with regards Adam alayhi salam, when we completed him, meaning when we completed his mode, we blew uh, and blown my spirit, meaning soul into him. This is in, in Surah uh, Al-Hijr that Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala makes reference to. Right? So all the souls were there uh, for, from before, right? Uh, before the bodies were created. That's the one thing that we know. Another thing that we know about the ruh and the soul, from the ahadith in Bukhari and Muslim, it is mentioned that the soul of a child is instilled while it is still in its mother's womb. When a person dies, the angel of death extracts the soul. It is then taken to the heavens and later returned to the grave for questioning. After the stay in the grave, the souls are restored to their bodies and presented before Allah on the day of judgment. So the souls existed before the body. The soul was put into the fetus. Some say it is at the 40-day the stage. That's why, you know, all the messiah of uh, abortion, etc. Uh, apply. And it, when the soul is extracted from the body, the soul doesn't die. Death is when the soul is taken out of the body. So the body dies. Uh, because the soul is no longer there. The body becomes alive when the soul is, 
is, is, is put into the body. Now when the soul is taken, it's taken, you know, either to uh, a place of punishment or to a place of reward. Uh, and then there is a kind of relationship between the body and the soul in the grave, but it's more about the soul than it is about the body, because in most cases, the base, the, the body will, will disintegrate um, when it comes to, uh, to the grave. So, Allah has not disclosed the full reality of the soul to man. Uh, and perhaps one of the wisdoms it is mentioned in Arwal al-Bayan is that Allah is telling us that if you don't understand your own essence fully, your, your soul is your essence, uh, you, 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 more than your body, because it's the soul that give li gives life to the body. If you don't fully understand your own essence, how can you fully understand and grasp Allah? That is how great Allah Taala is. And hence, wama utitum min al-ilm illa qalila, meaning all of you as humanity, including the Messenger in front of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi knowledge, all of our knowledge is minuscule. But in front of Allah's knowledge, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's knowledge is minuscule. So even Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was not granted uh, full knowledge with regards to the ruh and with regards to the soul. So we have been granted some knowledge. And I've just narrated to you some of the narrations. Allama Shabir Ahmad Uthmani Rahimahullah has unpacked a few more points. He says, look, some of the things that we can pick up from the Quranic inferences uh, with regards to the soul, one is... He mentions that we, we realize now that apart from the physical body, man has something else, which is the spirit, which belongs to the world of command. You know, the spirit came into the existence upon the command of Allah. The body came into existence upon the coming together of a male and female and male fluid, you know, uh, impregnating, uh, you know, the female egg and, and, and that kind of thing. But the soul... Uh, the spirit is by the order min amri rabbi. Allah says here in this verse that say it is by the command of my of my Allah. Um, so that's that's the one thing that we learn. Allah has that uh, that power kun fayakun. He intends something and it comes into existence, right? The second thing we learn, Allah Rahmatullah says, is that the spirit's attributes of knowledge, perception, etc., reach a gradual state of perfection. Now, there is an immense difference and vast stages among the spirits as regards the acquisition of perfection. Uh, this difference can be so immense that one spirit reaches such a high stage of perfection under the tutorship of Allah that no other spirit can ever reach. And that is the example of Rasulullah And there are various ayat from which these influences are made. The third thing we can learn about the ruh and the spirit is that However, these attributes of the spirit, you know, attributes of knowledge, perception, they are not self-acquired. They are bestowed upon man by Allah. That's why Allah says, وَمَا أُتِيتُمْ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا this is, um, this, is, this is what is granted, and you have been granted very little knowledge. It shows that the knowledge came to man from someone else, and that it is very little compared to the knowledge of Allah. If the sea was ink with which the speech of my sustainer may be written, another verse of the Qur'an, uh, surely the sea will be consumed before the speech of my sustainer can be completed. And even if you bring another sea similar to, uh, to it in order to aid it, this is now the concluding verses of, uh, of, of Surah Al-Kahf. And, and there are verses about the trees and the pens in Surah Luqman being used as, as, as ink, and the sea is ink, and the seven seas behind it, the words of Allah cannot be exhausted. So whatever we have, it's been granted to us by Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala. Then, a further point, irrespective of what progress the human spirit makes in terms of knowledge and attributes, uh, even if it surpasses all the other creation, it's still limited. It is only Allah who is unlimited, unrestricted, 
uh, in his um, in his attributes. So there were those who believed, or may, perhaps still there may be groups, that the spirit is an uncreated entity. It exists by itself, and it's eternal, and it's unrestricted, unlimited. No, it is limited and restricted as much as it may achieve because it's a creation of Allah. And Allah can snatch away its merits whenever Allah wills. That's another point that, uh, that, that we learn about the, the ruh and the spirit. So in essence... This question was posed to, to actually try and, and trick Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but in reality the answer to it has become a means of great benefit for us. We will never fully understand the, the nature of the human soul, but there are many things that have been told to us in terms of what is important and adequate for us to know about the ruh and the soul. So the, the superficial words here give enough information that this is a direct command of Allah for the simple-minded person. For the more educated, the more knowledgeable person, if you go deep into the subtext of ayat and, ah and if you look at the ahadith, you'll gain a little bit more information. But even with that added information, it's still nowhere near the full reality of the soul and Allah does not want to disclose the full reality of the soul to mankind. Hence, Allah Taala has chosen not to do so in His wisdom. And we leave it at that. There's still a few more details around this verse which we will discuss tomorrow, inshallah. May Allah Taala grant us the understanding.